Good morning, I'm Anna Palmer. And I'm Jake Sherman. And welcome to The Daily Punch, brought to you by Punchbowl News. It's Tuesday, October 19th, 2021. Let's get into the mix. Here are your Washington headlines of the day. Number one, believe Joe Manchin. Number two, Joe Biden gets engaged. And number three, Bob Woodward's last word on Colin Powell. All right, Jake, let's get into it. The number one story of the morning. Basically, in Punchbowl News, we are laying out Joe Manchin means what Joe Manchin says when he says it, and he's been saying it for a very long time. Yeah, I'm not um, I'm not uh, completely sure why we're acting surprised every single day now when Joe Manchin uh, lays out a new demand with the White House. He's been saying this stuff for months, months and months and months. He's been saying the same thing. You know, I, I think that, like, I don't know where this is coming from, Anna, but like I, I really do think that that people are getting like collective um, uh, like delusions about Manchin. He's he is a coal supporting, filibuster supporting conservative Democrat. I, I don't quite understand why people think that's going to change. He's not for a three trillion dollar bill or a two trillion dollar dollar bill at the moment. Although I guess I could see that changing in a certain certain circumstances. He doesn't want to expand government. He wants to means test social programs, and he's opposed to clean energy standards as constructed. So I'm not sure. I mean, he's been saying this for a while. I'm not sure why we're like all pretending that he's he's interested in something else. Like you know what I mean? Yeah, I, the thing that is so interesting, I guess, in today's politics, right, we're particularly in a post-Trump era where he would say something and then it would change and it might change again or three or four times. I mean, to your point, Manchin has been so remarkably consistent. The media has been reporting on it. He's not, like, hiding the ball about where he is on negotiations, on where he is about what he wants to spend. I mean, he's not willing to spend much more than $1.5 trillion dollars. He believes that programs like Medicare and Social Security are in danger of insolvency and wants to save them versus spending more. I mean, these kinds of things are are basically, you know, he's he's been laying out for for months, if not years, in terms of his own kind of ideology about what moves him and what doesn't. And it's not kind of, you know, the Beltway folks, particularly progressives, getting angry at him. That just helps him back home. Yeah, I, I mean, and especially like on the filibuster where Manchin has been incredibly um, consistent. He even asks people to stop talking to him about it. Um, so, you know, I, I've long been of the, the opinion, Anna, that like I, I'm sorry for the left that Manchin is not who they want him to be. <laughs> I mean, I truly am sorry about that. If that's something that's bothering the left, I don't like people to feel bad about themselves or about their circumstances. But like, you're better off trying to spend time figuring out what Manchin will support instead of lamenting what he won't support. And the same goes for cinema and for you know Jared Golden in the House and and those kinds of folks. I mean, that is that's just that's just is what it is. <laughs> All right, let's move on to the number two story of the morning. Joe Biden getting engaged once again, meaning uh, with House and Senate Democrats in a bid for a deal on reconciliation. Uh, 
it's so interesting, this this, uh, this phrase, land the plane, is something that I, I've used in my own life, but now we're starting to hear more and more when it comes to how the White House is trying to accomplish uh, its goals of Joe Biden's agenda before the end of the year. Anna, do you want to talk about your life and how you use land the plane, or you want to just kind of <laughs> talk about <laughs> Talk about yeah, that's this. going to a therapy session. No, I mean it's interesting though. I do think we're gonna we can talk about this. Like Biden is continuing to do meetings, and you know, in a way that certainly we did not see in the Trump era, right? Where he's trying to use the power of the White House to his effect and to the best effect possible, which would be to try to get a deal. It's unlikely or unclear if that's going to move anybody today, but that's what's happening. He's trying to land the plane, trying to get this done. This kind of entrenched entrenched uh, negotiation that doesn't seem to be moving anywhere. Yeah. Um, so it's funny. Yesterday I was talking to, we were talking to, we meaning a couple of reporters, to Dick Durbin, the Senate Democratic whip from Illinois, who said, uh, we. I think we asked, someone asked him about Biden and he said, why are you acting like he's been asleep? Like he's been engaged in the process and engaged in, in whipping people and getting people in shape Um uh, for a long time, unlike Trump. Now, okay, let's just talk about, so Biden today is meeting with a group of moderates and a group of progressives. Um, I, I, the composition of those two groups seems a bit uh, goofy to me. Um, and uh, uh, a lot of goofy, but like you're leaving out Gold, Jared Golden, you're leaving out Stephanie Murphy, uh, Kurt Schrader, all the big problems in the House are not getting a meeting today. But I mean, I guess that is what it is. I don't know. I'm not entirely sure what to think of that. Um, so all that being said, um, this is, you know, motion is good, I guess. Um, movement would be better. <laughs> it's it's uh, uh, as we come here into into like the the end of the or what should be the end of the um, the legislative process when it comes to reconciliation. Well, here are the Democrats that, that Biden is meeting with today. Catherine Clark of Massachusetts, Barbara Lee of California, Jimmy Gomez of California, Jared Huffman of California. It's a lot of people from California. Pramila Jayapal of Washington, Richie Torres of New York, Mark Pocan of Wisconsin, Debbie Dingell of Michigan and Rokana of California. Uh, the moderates he's meeting with are Susan Dalbene, Josh Gottheimer, Tom O'Halloran, Ami Barra, Mike Thompson and Mark Warner, John Tester and Catherine Cortez Masto. Um, that was a mouthful. That was a mouthful. It was a mouthful. <laughs> yeah, it was a mouthful. Um, so listen, these kinds of, I, I, you know, listen, we knock Biden if he doesn't meet with people. We knock Biden when he does meet with people. I just think these meetings are big enough that they probably won't won't be that all that useful. No, it does, though, keep people engaged. It feels like the White House is listening to them, certainly uh, in this period where it's kind of a wait-and-see game of what Joe Manchin and Kirsten Cinema can accept. It keeps people feeling like they have a stake in the continuing negotiations so they don't just completely fall apart. But agree with you that, you know, doubtful there's going to be some massive, uh, you know, movement coming out of these meetings. Let's move on to the number three story of the morning. The front page of the Washington Post, Bob Woodward, uh, has deep sources in the military. His books have a lot of reporting from high-ranking officials about their decision-making and the decision-making process of presidents dating back decades. He has a very illuminating interview uh, that comes after Colin Powell's death um, and just really shows how how deeply sourced he was and how well he knew Powell. Yes, uh, no secret to anyone that Joe, that Joe, not Joe Biden, that Bob Woodward knows a lot of people in the military. He's very well sourced in the military. 
Colin Powell, uh, obviously one of his good sources, according to what he wrote this morning in the front page of the Washington Post, he said he's conducted 50 interviews with, with Powell over the years. Again, I'm not, I guess I'm not all that surprised by this, but he said, don't feel bad for me. This is, he had Parkinson's disease. He had um, uh, multiple myeloma, a, ver- a cancer that ended up, according to everything that we're reading, um, being uh, obviously dispositive in his um, uh, in COVID, ending his life at 84. Uh, a really interesting read on the front page of the Washington Post that everyone should check out. All right, and just a reminder that we are interviewing Senator Joni Ernst, the Republican from Iowa, with the uneven recovery of women-owned small businesses. We will get some news of the day questions in there as well. You can join us at The Roost on Capitol Hill at 8.30 a.m. this morning, or if you can't make it in person, we are also streaming that uh, online. It's the final event in our Road to Recovery series sponsored by Goldman Sachs 10,000 Small Business voices uh and with that thank you so much for listening leave us a rating and review you can also subscribe to punchbowl news at punchbowl.news have a great day and stay safe